just fast. Someone not so impressed, but yes, start at his best. Is at least God in the flesh. Step after step in this path, my quest. It's like breath after breath, breathing past my chest. The depths go into inner sanctums. Gratitude, so I thank him. Or it's a her, it's a blurred. How absurd, it's a word. I tend to fall away from herds and fall into the dialogues of our healing with her. You seek deep in my mind, you'll see. All I want to be is free. Everybody wants to breathe. So we was what? Is it nine years old? Oh my god! I didn't didn't know y'all got history like that before. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Me and me and uh, my me and Courtney, my first business venture. uh, Uh Oh, Uh -oh. wait a minute. Courtney was my. We were we were in business together. We had a. Oh wait, he's your advisor, bro. We had a no, because here's the thing. You know, he's a great (laughs) artist. So I was like, man, this dude can draw. I'm like the people person. You know what I mean? And then I can color. So I was like, we were basically taking orders for people. They would he would draw things. I would color them. I would sell them. I would, and, and we I don't know we made like ten bucks or something. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh, my. yeah. You were man. on your grind, like robbing these. Uh, Bro, we were robbing. That was the high quality, the high quality work. What you talking about? <laughs> you know, honestly, Listen, I mean, like I, I, I look back, that. like I, I was like what. 10 years old, if I, if honestly, if I kept up with it, I think yeah. I would have been really pretty good at it. I was, oh, for sure. Yeah. He was great. Like this man. Yeah. I, I was, was like, how like, does uh, this dude? Marvel, um, you know, comic yeah. book superhero characters. Uh, yeah. It was, dang. Yo, I still remember that. I remember what, do you remember Jessica Ward? Yeah. One day she gave me $40. What? <laughs> Bro, seventh grade. She gave me 40. She gave me 40 Damn. bucks, right? I was like, yo, I came home. I told my mom, she was like, you need to give that money back. I was like, what are you talking about? She no, just gave no. me it. And so it. I had to go the next day and give her the 40 bucks back. I was no wonder I never saw that money. <laughs> exactly. Man. I was like, this is this is nuts, oh, man. man. So, wait, so so Corny was one of the ones that helped tickle your entrepreneurial brain. Oh, yeah, so, for sure. Your yeah, yeah I mean, that's the thing I remember. I was like, this man, I was like, okay, we combine forces. We could we could make a little bit of money over here, but again, we, it was short lived. You know, we didn't know how to scale a business. <laughs> <laughs> the mean streets of Humble Park. Listen, look. I mean, th- our our days in in middle school were wild, bro. We there was a guy I remember. There was this. Do you remember this, uh, Courtney? There was this dude that would like mess around with me, and I was a smaller guy because you know I don't know if you remember this. In freshman year of high school, I was five two, so. I grew a lot in high school, so I was a little bit of a smaller cat, but I was like quick with my mouth, you know, and I could talk and do my thing. I was the relational person, but there was this dude who was messing around with me. We had a guy named Brian. Oh, you do you remember Brian Corbin? Oh, yeah. Of course, I remember everybody. Brian was like a big, he looked like a grown-ass man in seventh grade. (laughs) Like, like he... The gooch, the gooch up in here. Yeah, so this dude kept picking on me, right? I told Brian, I was like, bro, I'll give you $3 if you whoop his ass. $3. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 
Was that from the business? Were you like skimming that off? <laughs> no, nah, that wasn't from the business. That was a different era. That was a different era. That was messing with you? No, was it? Was it? It was. In... Uh, his name was Slim. No, it was it Slim? No, Smiley. I think his name. It was either Slim oh, or Smiley. Okay. You remember? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and so yeah. I gave Brian three dollars. We finished school one day. Brian whooped his ass. Like he just put the flex. Like he just served him. And this dude was like eighteen years old. Brian was like twelve. You know, but I'm telling you, Brian was built like a grown ass man. So he didn't he didn't he didn't uh play no games with anybody, you know? Bro, we got stories. Damn. Stories for Yo, days. Man, sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm connecting like I'm connecting false narratives here because like not only <laughs> that, I, I love how dope it is y'all were entrepreneurial and wanted to leave the shy. But like did Humble Park like give y'all a piece of humble pie that y'all had to like leave, like go out west, go to Japan? Like, well, what's up, man? Well, I, I, I'm guessing it's probably different for both of us, but yes, sir. I, I, I do, are we? Though. I don't know. I want to cut in because I know this corny time. <laughs> no, nah, man, bro. I mean, like, dang. I mean, like, I'm just like, hey, man. I mean, we we you, you should. It was just like, it's like, man, it's all you, man. I mean, you got the man. I haven't seen the man. I'm just like surprised right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, it's just it's just great to see you, man. I mean, like, man, I, I just saw say Jason, like, when I was I was actually back in Chicago, like, uh, a few weeks last week. Uh, yeah. I was able to meet up with him, but yeah, it's 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 rare for me to actually see Johan because you know he's a uh, he's a uh, he's he's out there in a uh, in La La Land, man. He's uh, <laughs> <laughs> you Coast, know, now. yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I mean, just last look, time at, I saw... look at him, man. I mean, I'm like, man, I should have I should have dressed up. <laughs> I'm like, it's like 2 a.m. here. I'm like, in my pajamas. <laughs> 2 in the morning. Well, because yeah. now I got two kids, Corny. We got a two-year-old Dude, and a six-month-old. I didn't even know about that, man. Two kids? Yeah, two kids. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We got Isla and Koa. I love the the uh, the poster in the back. Yeah, oh, thank you. That's yeah, nice. so I do, um, yeah. right now I do a lot of mental performance stuff, actually. Now I, I work with uh, professional athletes and executives um, just on mindset and attaining some some pretty dope goals. So that, you know, for a long time, I was just doing a lot of professional speaking, and then I was able to, to kickstart a supplementary business of coaching that has really been booming because once the pandemic hit, my speaking business um, took a pause because obviously people ain't trying to bring folks in when there's no crowds, you know? So right. then my, my coaching business took off. So it's been dope. I love it, man. And nice. Johan, I'm just, I'm just blessed that you're here. I know you have, might have to hop out in a moment to get back to the little ones, but like, like real talk, like y'all, you and Corny don't even need to like speak rap or hip hop. Cause like for me, class of 97, that era was like the formative time for me to even like have, have a romantic relationship with rap. So it's like, you know, just y'all coexisting in my space is just like, you know, just me kind of geeking out and just, you know, just loving it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think growing up in Chicago, hip hop was so formative for me too, you know. Um, like there are eras defined by like a song or an album. And I feel like my high school years is just like all Tribe Called Quest, you know, like without Tribe, I don't think I would have been able to get through high school. I, there was one year that all I did every single day walking to school was listen to Midnight Marauders, you know, Man. like every, every single day. Um, so for me, you know, 
Tribe is, for me, Tribe is the the greatest, the greatest hip hop group of all time. I love that. I love that. You know, the two the two thoughts that came to my mind when I think of Johan is like, bro, like you know, obviously I'm um, being on the basketball team, but I would remember. Like, obviously, you know, you, you getting more ticked than me and corny, you know, but that's, that's another story. <laughs> but like real talk, bro, the two things I remember that was sort of hip hop related was like, I think you would sort of like chant like Mandeka, Mandeka. And I think yeah. that was from like the uh, De La Soul album. Yes, and I felt yes. like you were putting an Easter egg in my head because I don't even think I heard that De La album at that time. So I'm like, what, what? is he chanting? Is he like protesting? What's going on here? I had no clue what you were talking about. Stakes is high. That's from Stakes is high, right? Yes, sir. So that was obviously another formative hip hop, you know, like moment, album, or what have you. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing too. Is like before games, you know, or even like making mixtapes for the games for warm ups and stuff like that, right? That was that was where it was at, right? It's like we had to make sure that we were on point, you know. (laughs) But I think that's the thing, like hip hop and basketball and sneakers, like you know, because we started Mm -hmm. talking about sneakers in the beginning too, man. Like it was just such a important part of growing up, and you know, it's a part of my identity that I never relinquished. Um, Because as you get older, obviously, you can figure out different pieces of who you are and what you want to keep a hold of and what you want to let go, especially as you start to have kids. Um, I've I've done the best that I can to like my my kids have sneakers and they're like they don't even know what sneakers are yet. <laughs> I got a little hip hop playing in the background from time to time when Disney Disney hits ain't on the radio because you know my, my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I want to listen to this. I want to listen to Lion King. And I'm like, okay, just one, just give me one, uh, and then you get two. You know, you know. <laughs> it's terrible. Like we're like the classic rock, like um things that we were complaining about with our parents and now like you know like the hip-hop heads are like are looking the, the, the current generation kind of like might might be like all right dad that's oh, enough but you know but the <laughs> other moment i was gonna like bring up was sort of un- unrelated like i had um some stitches on my face like during high school right oh yeah and it wasn't anything traumatic or nothing right like it was literally like it was kind of embarrassing it was a dog that kind of like like bit my face so fortunately nothing happened like nothing bad it could have bit my eye could have got really bad but, but i remember johan like you approached me like hey man what happened i don't think you knew the story rumors was flying around the halls and i don't want to come up with any stories so i literally only said cost race conferences i had to drop an easter egg back at your ass i'm like all right man. yes that was perfect too and i was like yeah <laughs> But that's what me and JC do, all stuff like that. I feel like we would always just drop little hip hop lines or whatever, talk yeah. about an album real quick. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, the good old days of high school, huh? Yeah, man. And that, that was another reason why I brought Corny on because he says he has some of these actual mixtapes that he. Oh, is that what you bring out right now? I just saw him bring a box or something. Like, what do you. No, I mean, like, the, the mixtapes, uh, those are our. It's locked up in a vault in Chicago, man. I mean, that's like, hey. I, uh, uh, no, I mean, this is like, this is like just listening to you guys. It's going to go off in like a lot of tangents. Um, yeah. Because like I said, like, I mean, bringing Yohan into the mix, I mean, that's like a totally different, uh, man, it's just like, it's just like another world. Busting out the vinyl, baby. Busting out the vinyls for you. Metaphorical vinyls. I don't, I don't know what, what the conversation was, you know, you guys were talking about like, you know, obviously I, I guess this is like, it's all about like hip hop and stuff like that. And, 
you're talking about sneakers and stuff like that. Um, man, I mean, like, cause for me, it goes back to uh, way back to like 93, 92, 91, where, um, you know, like uh, I remember like back in uh, St. Mark's, which is where we went uh, our grade school. Um, I remember like, I, I was uh, like my, one of the, the first CDs I ever bought was Ice Cube. Um, what? Yeah. And that was like, uh, I mean, I was like fresh off the boat. I, I was just, I, you know, I, I'm, you know, my family was from the Philippines and I was, uh, I just like, I just like that album. And just, I just, um, I bought it. It had like, I remember it had the parental advisory. <laughs> sticker on yeah. so did you have to lock that in the vault too? Did your parents know about that, bro? Yo, I don't know. Thinking back, I don't know how I was I was able to buy that CD because I was I was like twelve. <laughs> we have our way, maybe bro. thirteen. Way I know, but I bought it. I still have that CD though. But uh, I mean, it's just for me like hip hop. It was just all about it. just anything that had a, a good beat to it. And that album, I mean, it's pretty explicit, <laughs> but it's just like for example, like um, today's a good day, right? It's just that that beat, right? That sample is just like yeah. even now, it just it just hits, man. I mean, everybody loves it but then um yeah i feel like you guys have talked about like sneakers and stuff like that i mean that goes back into like like the you know like the bulls i mean obviously because we grew up in chicago right so uh bro i don't know I, and i don't know where this conversation was going but i just got these bro i just caught these yeah. <laughs> oh, let me see let me see pull them out pull them out yo 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 this is uh this how do you like... get shipped over customs baby but what how do you get bro, that? yes i just okay. got them too oh, you got the playoffs too yeah, bro, this is uh, so they just re released this um mm-hmm. last two months ago, September. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, I tried the, I I came out late, so I wasn't able to buy them in in the U.S. But uh, they, I had a, I had a Japanese friend buy these for me off like a uh, Japanese eBay or something like that. Some kind of stuff mm-hmm. over here. Yeah, but yeah. um, yeah, we need we need to connect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, the thing, are... because from what I understand, sneaker culture is pretty big in Japan too, yeah? Mm-hmm. It is, it is. But at least for me, I mean, like, like it's not like, you know, like now it's like an investment and all this stuff. For me, this is all about like uh, the memories. I mean, you're talking about like, yeah, this is like yeah. Jordan, bro. I mean, like, this is like his first, what, was his first repeat? Something like that. Um, To me, it's yeah, it's beyond like, um, you know, like just no, for sure. being a shoe. Yeah, I, I look a... at these shoes and I bring me back, bro, to like the the Jordan era and just all the great times uh, that we had and stuff like that. I think this was, was uh, a lot of nostalgia. It, this That's, was uh, eighth grade, bro. This is ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah. Yeah. I had the aquas. Yeah, I had the aquas, I had the aquas too. The yeah, and so I was gonna also mention them. I have pictures. Um, you know, again, because Johan is here. Um, <laughs> Old country buffet, um, OCB <laughs> used to go there a lot. And um, bro, I think for my uh, my eighth grade graduation or something, my birthday, uh, like Johan and Alberto uh, and Carlos, yeah. like, our, our crew back in the day, we we went to eat there. But uh, I have a picture, and just the way we were dressed, uh, it yes. was just like a, a, a snapshot of like what the kids was wearing like back in the day. And oh it, my it's gosh. Over, like, it, it it reflects like the hip hop culture in in the nineties. I was very like crisscross. I uh, was it, no cross colors. I don't yeah. even cross colors, <laughs> and uh, it was like it's like so baggy on me. I'm like, what? I'm like, look at what what am I wearing? Um, but yeah, it was it was just pretty cool, man. I mean that that time. This... Uh, <laughs> 
early do 90s. Do you remember bro. what we used to do with Old Country Buffet? Because this is how this is how ghetto we were back in the day. <laughs> we would go to OCB. Let's say it was like we would go early mm-hmm. and then we like we eat lunch, but then we would stick around OCB for dinner. <laughs> we would just be like, let's just, let's just let's just like prolong our time here and eat more than one meal. Like this is how hood we were as it's a little kid. Day, I mean, man. for it's me, it was day. genius. It was genius. It's we were like, day, come on, man. if it's all you can eat, we're gonna stick around enough to eat more than one meal. Like, why would we just stay here for one meal? Oh man, OCP, <laughs> man, old country buffet. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of like uh, it, like just getting to like this the conversation of uh, hip hop, right? I mean, for me, it's like. It was just again. I just came in um, from the Philippines. I'm I'm still trying to learn the language, but um, you know, just the songs like like I said, Ice Cube. I still have the CD, the culture, crisscross, uh, all that stuff. I mean, like mm-hmm. stuff um, back in the day. And the thing is, like now, like when I still hear hear these songs, I mean, um, um, it brings me back, man. It brings me back to like early 90s like i said like it's it's crazy you put you, you got you on here because it brings me back to those days man i was like yeah. st mark humble park um, trying to take over man. well let crazy, me know, man. It's crazy. i could probably stick around longer but like i said i don't want to bogart uh what's best no, for yeah. your episode what's best uh, for your no episode? no i, make sure that I love it it's, it's just a little nostalgia humble pie man on this black friday yeah. like you know we giving thanks for thanksgiving week but like Please, Johan, stay as long as you want. I actually wanted to circle back to that predator moment, like, Corny, because, like, I didn't know about that about you. I literally was asking Alexa before I hopped on the pod. I'm like, hey, when did uh, when did the Vanilla Ice song come out? When did Hammer come out, right? You can't touch this. And the reason why is because that was the Disney-esque rap hits of that time, right? So, like, I felt like in grade school, it was, like, early 90s that those songs came out, right? And then when I finally was in high school... That's when the explicit parental advisory kind of blew up my mind because I felt like me being a film fan first, I felt like a lot of these albums were speaking to me like film wise and almost like, hey, you need to know the grime. You need to know the cussing. You need to know what's going on in these streets. Like there's so many examples. But for me, it's like um, ready to die. Right. Like just those interludes, those skits, the intros. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like I felt like I was being like let into a universe that I didn't know anything about. Like obviously growing up in Chicago, you do get like that perspective no matter what, but it's almost, it was kind of, it was kind of dope that, you know, you were being led into this, like you were getting access to this world. And it still blows my mind that some of these, these hits are playing and some of these kids don't even know the innuendos that's going on. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just going to I'll go for it. Oh, yeah, no, I was going to say, it's flashbacks, man. You're talking about, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, just hip-hop. I don't know if Johan remembers this, but uh, we, our, our grade school, we used to have, like, a variety shows or talent shows or whatever. And I remember uh, eighth <laughs> yeah. grade, we did, like, a, <laughs> I don't know. I think Alberto Cologne still has a, uh, has a video. Oh, my gosh. Like, yes. Rapper. Uh, we, I, I, I got stuck Uchi there. Uchi-Kuchi. We did Uchi-Kuchi, la-la-la. <laughs> Uh, MC Brains. Yes, we did some MC Brains because that was was that. No way! Days? How did they get past the censors? Listen, here's the thing. This is the thing though. There was like, I, bro, you need to see it to believe it because it was me, Corny, and three of our uh, female friends in in class, 
Um, and they were backup dancers and I was like doing the lip syncing and then Corny would come in and he did like the intro and then he did like DJ and it was, <laughs> I, I remember it was what hilarious. That was, um, it was like when they were having the auditions or whatever, organizing yeah. the guys, right? Like me, like you, every, like Carlos, uh, Alberto, the guys, we were going to do some kind of like rap thing. And you know that's that, that's what I was in for, right? You know, just the guys, right? But then at the last minute, I think everybody chickened out, and yeah. and it became like hoochie hoochie. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> it's supposed to be like a, this gangster rap kind of thing. Wait, and just, yeah, because what were, anyway. were we gonna do? Digable planets or? Yeah, it was it it was not hoochie hoochie originally. I from my but, recollection. And I, yeah, and I'm telling you, these girls had like tight skin tight oh, this was seventh minute. grade these seven <laughs> Yo, people, we were all in seventh grade the, the, the yoga pants we thotties like, of the 90s bro what no, it was skirt. <laughs> they were skirts they were like <laughs> bro uh, man hit up al man hit, yeah hit, hit up hit him up he hit, hit him up Bernal, he, go has on. He, he has it because like we were we were bogus like seventh grade in catholic school and this was not supposed to be this way like and nobody said anything you know singing uchi coochie la 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 with backup dancers wearing who are like 12 years old wearing nothing. And you're like, how did anybody let this happen? Yeah. Yeah. How did it get past the uh the censors? But the yeah. censors. Anyway, right. yeah, I just I just want to bring that up. Just again, just tying like all of this, like just growing up in Chicago, in the city, Humble Park. Um, I remember like um um <laughs> it's like I remember like back in the day because our neighborhood wasn't like the best neighborhood um where our school was and I remember they would um I remember one time they they would let us out early if the you know if the school knew there was like gonna be a gang fight in the afternoon mm -hmm. <laughs> they would let us out early and say hey you kids get home safely because you know the gang bangers gonna start you know doing whatever in the afternoon um but that's that's what it was it was but I mean I remember it was that's part of like growing up like you know, in, in the city. And I remember um, it kind of reflects also like, you know, like the rap culture of that time, because I remember, I don't know if you all remember this, but um, in, our, in our basketball team, one time we went out to see, um, uh, what was it? Um, the movie. Uh, Juice? With, huh? Juice? Yeah, Juice. Juice, <laughs> yeah. That was like one of the first movies I ever saw. Bro. with. It was with them. It, it had Tupac in it. And I uh, was, uh, but yeah. It was like again, just tying like just growing up in Chicago, uh, Humble Park. It's like everything's tied together, like the music, the movies, right? And kind of like circling back to what Jace No Sage is saying now is like, I guess like '93, '94. That's when it started getting more like hard, right? Like you know, um, yeah. Yeah, you see all that on Novak and your end. Nah, I remember Juice, man. It's like you think you think back when you guys talking about the talent shows. Because I went to Catholic grammar school too, so it's crazy. We all had talent shows. Most of the lyrics of them shows were funny as hell, man. Because you know we had priests and stuff. We had nuns as teachers, so they're like, "What is this song you're singing?" And we had we had one we yeah. had this one priest that he was listening to Cypress Hill with us <laughs> and saying in the membrane. He thought that yes. he thought he thought that he thought that was the best song ever made. Because he goes. I like Cypress Hill. <laughs> like, okay, you know what you're singing right now. He didn't care. <laughs> He's like, I want to get high so hard. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it was just 
it, it really was a golden era, I feel like, the era that we got to grow up in. And now it's amazing seeing how so many people want to capture the 90s or the 80s and, like, create stories around it and or even, like, mimic some of the, the whether it be musical styles or, you know, film styles. Um, mm. it, it feels really cool that we were able to to just become who we are a big, a big form, like, um, our formative years were really special, you know? And mm -hmm. I think sometimes just take it for granted, especially right now. I know, you know, we can talk about this all day, but like some of the, the, the rap that is out right now, I'm like, what, how are people going to look back and just hear the skip? And you're like, what I, is it, is it discernible? Do you know what's happening? You know, it's, it's just, I don't I don't get it. I mean, that's a whole other conversation, maybe. But I just for me, it just makes me more grateful for, for what we grew up in. And um, just like the classics that exist in that era, you know, piggybacking off like what you're saying right now, like just like that, that Jordan, the artwork behind you, I think for for me, I, I don't know how you guys feel about this. But for me personally, having lived through like the Jordan era, um, and how much is, he gets he, he gets referenced in like the hip hop songs, yeah. uh, you know I thought that was pretty cool, and and I think that's something growing up in Chicago that you know I that we're privileged to be able to say hey yeah man I lived through those days so anytime I hear like a Jordan reference in a hip hop song I'm like yeah I, I, yeah I know what you're talking about you know because we could talk about um, that so, so it's gonna like, be a whole other conversation of like who is the goat but uh, I feel like that'd be a different show right. <laughs> but I feel like short, we all know. Yeah, all of us, all of us right now, we we know who the goat is. But we need, we would need somebody who who would say LeBron. That'd be under twenty. That's it. <laughs> There's really no logic around it. Um, but you know, another thing about sneakers, because uh, I was showing your name's Kevon, right? Yeah. Um, I was like, I was like, bro. I, what I did when I became what? a grown up was like, I'm going to make sure I get all the sneakers that I couldn't get when I was a kid. You know what I mean? So uh, now I got my, my kids growing up in, in, especially over here living on, you know, in the San Diego area. Um, it's like our specific area isn't as diverse as what we grew up in. Obviously it's not the hood. Um, so it's like bringing these little pieces of the culture over here and making sure that my kids grow up with, whether it be hip hop culture, sneaker culture, you know, you talk about film and storytelling. Obviously, that's pretty heavy in the West Coast. I just want to make sure that they have some flavor to them. You know, because um, that's one of the things that I would never give up as as Corny's talking about. Man, we grew up in a tough area, but I, I like <laughs> I'm I feel so fortunate about where we grew up. And I, I now that I have kids, I'm like, I don't want my kids to grow up there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I don't, it's like, I feel like we made it out by the grace of God. Um, and then, you know, I'm like, I'm glad that my kids can grow up in an area where they don't have to worry about whether or not they're going to get jumped on the way from, you know, from, yeah. from school or that they're letting out early because of, there's a gang fight and <laughs> things like that. You know, it's, it's a vastly it's a gang fights. No day. A, yeah. I want to give a shout out to uh, Alberta clones parents. Parents like uh like and and again it, like this is like it really is indicative that the time that that we grew up in and just the neighborhood and a lot of it that can I think also gets reflected in hip hop but like um uh I remember like I would hang out in Alberto Colon's house uh one of our friends right and his house is literally like the next block from my house 
And I remember mm-hmm. his parents would never let me walk home by myself at okay. night. They would they would say, no, yeah. no, we're going to drop you. We're going to go in there. We're going to hop in their car, drive around the block. Just it was literally a, like a three-minute walk, too. Like, it, yeah. like, he's not joking. It was not yeah. far at all. It was a three-minute yeah. walk. So, but I just really uh, shout out to uh, Alberta Cologne's parents for always making sure I was safe. But again, that was just like the, the neighborhood that that we grew up yeah. in. It was, uh, but we know. had a we had a cool dynamic because basically I lived on Cortez, Corny, because um, you were on Thomas, Thomas, and then Al is on Haddon, right? Yeah. So it was literally and like, all those intersect you know, Western, right? Well, yeah, exactly. So yeah. you have Western, and then you have basically Cortez, Thomas, Haddon, just like one skip away from one another. And that's yeah. where we grew up for the majority, you know, of our young life. Bro, um, sorry, man. I'm just going to bring this up, but like, I, I, I don't know how you're going to tie all this together, but bro, spill that five, tea, baby. Spill it. Uh, <laughs> game, man. I mean, all this is all oh, interconnected, yes. right? So, like, uh, man, Street Fighter was like, dude, I remember like after school yes. going to Yuan's house and just like, playing street fighter all afternoon oh man. oh uh, wait who owned who now who who is the street fighter champ <laughs> I mean, over here i don't know i think we're all pretty we're, i we're think all we were, yeah even. i think we go back and forth yeah <laughs> i don't think anybody dominated i because- what i do remember about street fighter is i remember beating the game with like you know i think everybody beats it with ken and ryu first right mm-hmm and then I was like, wait a minute, who who is it really hard to beat the game with? And then I was like, Zangief is damn near impossible for me to beat the game with. And so then I wanted to do that. And then I was like, you know, I just want to beat the game with all the people that I think it's hard to beat the game with. And I remember that because part of what I teach now is mindset, right? You know, and to me, it was, it was really fascinating to see me at a young age want to do the thing that was really, really difficult that most people didn't want to go after. You know, because now that's essentially a big part of what I invite people into is like, hey, what's that uncomfortable thing? We all have a comfort zone in our world. Are you willing to go after the really uncomfortable thing in order to grow? And that kind of even showed up already with video games uh, for us at a young age, you know? I love that analogy. I actually was trying to like have my older son play Street Fighter and he was (laughs) doing the Kens and the Ryus and the faraway attacks. And he actually stumbled on Zangief. He's like, wait, I got to like do close combat with this guy. <laughs> I got to yeah. like start grappling yeah. fools. Man. 360 circles on him. You got to do 360. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. Exactly. You know? Yeah. We, I mean, you know, I, again, we're jumping all over the place, but I, it, cause it just, I just, uh, remembered NWA growing up and getting in trouble my parents, like my mom listened to it. She's like, what are you doing? This music is horrible. And like, just, be like, what are you talking about? Like, this is this is the music that's reflecting like who we are. You know what I mean? Um, and then and so fast forward, where I fell in love with you know their music when we were kids. I didn't even realize to the full extent until I saw the film. It's like, oh, like this is what they went through, and I didn't even realize. Oh man, Ice Cube is a damn genius. Like beyond you know the producing, but his ability to, for screenwriting and storytelling, and even like creating a business because as we got older and again like there was little entrepreneurial um sprinkles in me that i didn't know about when i was a kid later on in life that's that's all i've been doing is basically creating my own businesses and figuring out how far i can go and a lot of the people that i looked up to from an artistic standpoint were also entrepreneurs and again i at the time i didn't have the language to understand that you know it's like there's something about having a vision 
and being able to go after it with some courage and some risk in order to bring that vision to life, you know? Yeah, I learned a lot from that NWA movie. Like that was just like my hip hop head, like like geeking out when, you know, it got that Oscar <laughs> buzz and it got the shine that it needed to. Like I, I was more like corny, like on the Ice Cube front, because I honestly didn't really know who NWA was. I sort of had to go back and do my research and, you know, mm. just the fact that they were like doing doing shit like with the the group name as NWA, like that's like a boost. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing is back then, you know, we could say whatever we want. We talk about the N-word when we were kids. We we're just like, that was just a part of our culture. Like, it wasn't until we got older. It was like, hey, wait a minute. You can or cannot say this. But that was another thing that, uh, you it was know. Everybody, uh, it was in everybody's culture at that point. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, NWA, I mean, like, you think about who was in that group. You know, you had Cube, you had Dre. You had uh, MC Grand, you had Yella, you had random people in that group. So it, it, it's nuts how, like, they all branched off. Like, Dre became a billionaire, Q became Ice Cube, and then everybody else just basically had some role significantly in the future of, of rap and hip-hop as it is today. I mean, it's, like, it's amazing yeah. that it grew from that. You know, it was it was rough when it first came out. <laughs> you know, It was a rough oh, product, sure. and then it, got, it turned into something much bigger than what it is. And I feel like they paved the way for groups like Wu-Tang, who, same thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you had these big-time personalities and people who were stars who were part of a group. And then with Wu, like, it's like, okay, who could branch off and make their own thing happen? And I feel like they were so prolific in their ability to to create a solo album that people loved, right? Like, there was a lot of uh, cats in Wu that were able to do that. Although I feel like, I, I, it's funny because I feel like Method Man was always my favorite, but I'm there were his solo albums were always so disappointing to me. So I don't know if I'm, I'm alone in that, but I'm like, I, there was never an iconic, like this album, like hits from top to bottom. There was a couple of tracks, but as a whole, I'm like method, what's going on, man. Are you just doing what other people kind of lead you? You can't do your own thing. I mean, the cow was his yeah. best album. Yeah. The first <laughs> album was probably the best one. For sure. Yeah, I agree. For sure. He could have kept 2000. <laughs> yeah some of the recent ones were not bad um yeah but like somebody actually recently asked me like who's your favorite woo member right and like growing up when i first got introduced to the woo it was the jizza but then i, I had to tell yeah. dude like i was like you know what it it it, it kind of like came in different different waves because it was like ghosts because he actually kept the woo culture going and he made them like a staple for a while when the u wasn't buzzing and then for me, then it was Rizza because he was like, you know, the abbot that was actually able to like be the leader. And then I saw, I saw um, Wu, like uh, Novak knows this. I saw the Wu when they were here in Chicago. And then um, I was, I was like, oh man, Meth ain't showing up. There's no way Meth Man is showing up. <laughs> and lo and behold, like in the middle of the show, he popped out. He's like, y'all thought y'all weren't going to see me? So yeah, like Meth, Meth always <laughs> definitely had that vibe. It was dope. It was like a dope hip hop moment because like, the show started on time. It ended on time. I felt like, man, this You're rap like, parent of me what? would not have ever been able to like. Is punctual? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything was refined and professional. Like, it was although I saw, because I, I saw, I was in LA when I saw it was a Most Def concert, and um, some Wu members were basically like opening up for him, and it was a shit show. It was horrible. <laughs> I was like, man, like this in terms of live performance. 
I'm like, man, y'all are showing that you guys are kind of old and don't really care anymore. You know, just kind of going yeah. up there and doing whatever. Um, still to this day, I would say the best live hip hop performance I've ever experienced was The Roots at um, the House of Blues in Chicago. Because there's a lot, I feel like when it comes to hip hop, you really got to bring your A game. It's easy to be sloppy in a live performance um, with hip hop, you know. But you can show how much you care for your craft when you're yeah. okay, no, we're going we're gonna to actually bring it. No, you're tapping into something because it's like, I don't know if this underlying um, mindset is known, but like, I feel like the rap like relationship with hip hop artists is like very intimate sometimes. Cause it's like, you know what they're saying and you're almost like speaking the cadence and you repeat it and you hear it and you're almost living mm -hmm. and breathing it. But the live aspect of it is like a totally different thing. Cause it's like, it's there are fans there that don't even know the bars. And, you know, you yep. kind of have to make it more like accessible. So that's when you were talking about like the um, the mumble raps of now, it's kind of like it's all vibes now. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, it's, it's no question that performers performers are making their money off touring. So, you know, if, if you're going to be all vibes and, you know, why not? Like, I guess because not really people are, are checking for the rhymes or checking for the the substance or the message anymore. Right. Yeah, it's a totally, it's a totally different world. Um, it's wild, man. I feel like people are gonna listen to this episode. There was a lot of reminiscing and uh, <laughs> nostalgia. <laughs> They're gonna be like, "We just listened to some dudes talk about back in the day." <laughs> back in the day, the old heads. Back in the day, <laughs> that was another one that was always on repeat. So am I? Yeah, yeah. I really. I was gonna say, um, this, um, you know, Johan was talking about like just like you know, in the influences that we've had, right? Like listening to like hip hop at such a young age and not really knowing what it is, right? And like I was saying, like, you know, I bought like Ice Cube's Predator when I was like 12 or whatever. Um, and again, this is me like fresh off the boat, like just learning English. I remember um, hearing these songs, right? And then again, I, I guess I don't really know like what some of these words mean at at that age and just the gravity and the weight of some of these curse words yeah and i remember um it was uh, uh again one of our good friends uh, i think alberto Colon's birthday party we were at some arcade doing like chuck e cheese or whatever and i was i was like playing video games right and then i was just cursing i was just saying F this, blah, 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 blah. i was like cursing like it was just all, all curse words like <laughs> playing these games and then his mom like I didn't realize his mom was like standing next to me and she just looks at me like and I think it's like you know at the image uh -oh. that they had of me was, yo you know, yeah. valedictorian corny over here yeah. just like cussing was, like was, a was, sailor off the boat bro yeah I was I was a good kid right but then and then <laughs> here I am like just cursing just F this as you know um again I didn't really know like looking back at it I didn't know what I was saying but is what I was you know this is what I was hearing from Ice Cube um but you know it's just again it's kind of like um uh, I guess I don't know what I'm saying it's maybe just um the influences that we have as when we're younger right he, like Johan was touched upon like we we don't necessarily know what they mean or how how the gravity or some of these things we're, we're listening but it does shape us Right, it shapes us a lot. Um, and he, he mentioned those are um, developing. It, it makes us who we are. Um, and again, even to this day, I, I don't curse anymore. 
So, um, but um, you know, when 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 times call for it, I'll, you know, the Chicago. <laughs> Um, but yeah 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 and i guess to, to that to that vein i've always appreciated rappers who who don't don't curse now uh, i i can still listen to like ice cream and all that stuff but i think it's it's a it, it takes a certain effort for them to kind of like convey their message without cursing um i feel like it makes it even more effective i, I don't know yeah uh, so the first mom, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah it's hard to do. When you think about it. you think about what Will Smith has been doing for a career, and you compare that right. to somebody else. So you look at uh, that's got artists out there that have never used profanity. I mean, there, there's a few. I mean, you just got to really listen. Like I, I used to swear that Will Smith was cussing those songs, but I wasn't <laughs> to him again as <laughs> a growing up. I'm like, wow, no profanity, nothing at all from Will Smith. There's, there's, there's other artists out there like that. You got to really listen well, for them, though. But that's why he had all that pent-up anger, and he just slapped Chris <laughs> Rock out of nowhere, though. <laughs> that was therapy. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, mother... <laughs> you know, like, rap, rappers he, are he like... He was swearing after that, right? He's like, hey, what's name? I joke. <laughs> He let the it all out, out right there. The predator came out. <laughs> it stripped out like the rappers are like keep the rap beef on wax. He's like, no, not on wax. <laughs> keep well, it out. That's the thing is, I think that's what made it so crazy about him, right? Is like he was the most clean cut. You know, parents just don't understand. You know, he, uh, what he, um, just the two of us, right? Like every, he was not. There was nothing hard ever about Will Smith. I mean, summertime was an anthem for one, like literally every day, just summertime over and over again. You know, I would just listen to it. There's nothing, you, your parents love Will Smith, right? And to think he was the one who was going to go off on somebody. <laughs> you got me uh, thinking about just the two of us right now. What if he did that with Jada? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that'd be different. To be honest with way, you. way different. Way different. <laughs> Yeah, there's just it's just a lot, man. Um, I was just gonna say that um, Novak brought up Will Smith the last episode because we were talking about you know Andre 3000's uh, rapless album, the flute album. Yeah, we were talking about that when you had. Oh man. Yeah, so Courtney, I'm not sure if you got to hear any of this. Basically, the the member of Outcast who's been sort of dormant for 17 years, although he's been dropping rap bars here and there on other people's albums. He dropped the a flute album a flute last album last week flute album which um i don't know i don't know if it's cringeworthy for me to say this but it does have asian vibes like when i was listening to it every track's like 30 <laughs> minutes and i i definitely felt like i was whisking <laughs> away somewhere um you listen to it the, yeah you would yeah think, i mean it, you would think that they would have like if he would have collaborated with Wu on some <laughs> for that album right oh i would have loved it i would have loved it but where, where i was going with this was that like you know novak brought up will smith because it's like he is sort of like a meme now but his career before the slap like he was sort of given the freedom to kind of like you know not only cuss but sort of be like a rap child to kind of branch out and do different things right obviously doing the acting thing and not just be limited to music um but it's trippy though because yeah. like there's some cats that got influenced by Jaden's like albums, and I've I've given some of them wow. a listen. 
Real talk though. Some of these young, yeah, some of these, we actually had an artist that was like 20 years old on a couple episodes back. And then she was talking about how like the Tyler, the creator um, camp and even like some of the Jaden Smith like material was like very formative for her. I was like, really? And it's kind of like, it's trippy that she probably skipped straight to Jaden and not necessarily was vibing off the Will stuff, you know, as far as like, um, as far as finding, you know, the, that's wild. Yeah, finding the the rap culture um, nowadays. Um, and to go off on a little mini tangent, like the last album that I really rocked with that was like cussless was the Spider-Verse, like first, uh, the first Spider-Verse soundtrack. Bro, that that, yeah, that soundtrack, soundtrack is hard. Is and Jaden Smith's on there too. That but it's like, sick. bro, you can play that shit front to back. I played it with my kids plenty of times. It still gets plenty of plays this huh? year too for me. Oh yeah, yeah, obviously sunflower for sure. <laughs> but I was just listening to the the latest um soundtrack the other day, just driving around. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I had a, a speaking gig actually about two hours away, and I was like rocking that one on my way over there, the whole thing, you know, front to back. Um, but that's another thing that has happened to me is I don't I, I don't know if this happened to y'all. But like, I don't know names of albums anymore. I don't know names of tracks anymore. <laughs> it's like number seven, number three. Like that's all I do now. I I just have no time to take in any of that information anymore. I just put it in. I'm like, I love that number four track. Uh, that's happening to me right now. Like, are you in a, are you in the car somewhere? And your kid plays something in the car. Like, yeah, I know about that Spider Verse album. That played on that stayed on rotation in my car for like at least six months. You know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that though, their music, man, is so different. Like, you know, even with buying them shoes, we were arguing the other day about a pair of Nikes, man. She likes 270s. I hate 270s. You know what I'm talking about? You know, you know, you know, the Air Max, the Air Max is the big yeah. bubble in the back. I hate those. Yeah. So I bought a pair of I bought a pair of ducks. I, I got a pair of um blue and white ducks pretty much for her. She goes, Nobody wears these, Daddy. I'm like, yeah. I, I like ducks. So like she's trying to change my shoe culture right now. Like she's it's trying happening. to put me up on like uh like different Adidas. She's the she's the different uh superstars. They like they're different, you know. Like that whole generation, like you know, they play what they play in is funny. So my kid yes. plays in my kid plays in bronze, which I hate. His shoes are heavy and bulky and they're ugly. But she has a pair, and, and six other little girls got LeBrons or they got Sabrina's on. They got Sabrina's the chick in the WNBA. So they're wearing um, different Nikes than we wear. So I put a pair, of, I put a pair of Jays on, and she looks at me like, "Well, that's old school." And I'm like, "It's not, it's not, it's not old school." And LeBron is her goat, right? Yeah, he's well, her goat. It's funny though, because I'll still do, you know, whenever I go speak at, uh, whether it be like a high school or in college world, um, my sneakers still make a uh, like an impact. So. I wore um, off-white Jordan ones, the UNC ones. So obviously, you know, those are hype sneakers. And it's this, like, automatic credibility. So if you wear the right sneakers and retro stuff, it, it still hits. So, you know, the right kind of dunks. Obviously, you can't wear some pandas. No. You wear some pandas that's just, like, too much of a basic. It's just like wearing a white Air Force One. But um, if you wear the right pairs of sneakers, uh, they they give you authority and credibility right out the gate, you know? Same thing with hip hop. Like if you if you know your stuff from a hip hop standpoint, whether that be past or present, that gives you automatic credibility, you know, because they know you got your 
you're in tune. You know, you're not just one of those, oh, what a, what is anything? Now, mind you, there are still tracks that right now, like I said earlier, I'm just like, I don't think this belongs on this earth. I think we just need to eradicate some of the music and just like burn the burn the albums and things like that. But that's a that's like I said, a whole nother story. So since you were like a, a shoe head collector, like do you have you tapped into the the vinyls at all? Because oh, Novak is definitely uh, efficient out of the the vinyls. No man, I never got I never got into that. Um, I think I was like too much on the move for a long time because I got married late, and my like I was traveling a ton for work um, throughout my 20s and 30s. So those types of things where you like had to be, like with sneakers, you could just throw them on and do your thing, right? But when you had to be like, and you can't really, at least I wouldn't want to travel with like, okay, I have a record and I work and I play it. It, it wasn't very practical as I was bouncing around. I had, it's funny though, because I had thought about, I was like, I wonder if I want to start, start this because it would be cool, one, to have it personally, but also to like invite my kids into this different world where it's not digital, you know, it doesn't live in the cloud. It's not just on your phone, sure. but it's something that's tactile. Um, and there's storytelling to it. Cause that's part of what I figured out too, is I didn't know this about myself when I was in Chicago. Um, because I think I lived the stereotypical like athlete kid story where my identity as a young boy, you couldn't, like you couldn't think of yourself as an artist when you were a kid. And so for me, at least, I, I mean, I don't know, Corny, if you felt the same way, because I feel like you had way more artistic prowess at that point in your life. Um, but I didn't feel the freedom to be an artist when I was younger. It wasn't until I I went to LA that I realized I was an artist. And by that time I was 30 years old, you know, and I often wish young when I was younger, somebody would say, hey, it's okay to be an artist. It's okay to express yourself this way. It's okay. You know, whether it be drawing for me, it was about storytelling. I eventually learned how to act in my thirties. Then I did some screenwriting. Um, you know, I actually have a couple of pilots right now that I want to get sold. Um, I learned how to direct, you know, so I, I didn't know it at the time, but I was a storyteller at a young age. And those were the things that I gravitated towards. Um, that kind of gave me energy and inspiration, you know, and that is the case, even when it comes to sports, sneaker culture, hip hop, like everything that we're talking about, to me, it's the story of it that really inspires me. I dig that. I love that. So you, you being the athlete kid, like me, me and Corny, unfortunately had front row to seeing you like kill it in on these basketball streets. Like, how do you feel since you were always draining three balls, like back in the day, yeah. like, how do you feel about it? Like, kind of morphing into that now like you know it's sorry, nobody following the shot yes. nobody you know rebounding or playing d for that Bro, matter it's nuts because i feel like i was born in the wrong era when it comes to that you know what i mean <laughs> it's like but the thing in that it goes back to because i always say that i was like i feel like i belong in the steph curry era because the way that he changed the game um and it's fascinating to me i was saying earlier because i was so small for so long if i was going to score points i needed to shoot from really far and so that's all I did when I was younger is like just hit three pointers, three pointers, three pointers. And then by the time I, you know, freshman year, I was five, two. And then I went from five, two to five, four, my sophomore year. I don't know if you guys know my, my growth trajectory, but then from five, four sophomore year, I went to five, 11, 
junior year and then senior year I was six foot one so I almost grew a foot in St. Ben's um and then by the time I was a senior you know I was like oh man now I feel like I can actually be a really dope combo guard and but still some people would want me to play down low and I'm like no I'm a shooter you know what I mean and then I would play in the it was funny because I would play in the Mexican leagues in Chicago and they would be like you're the big guy and I'm like I'm not the big guy (laughs) I'm a two guard what are you talking about Um, and obviously, depending on what league you are in, they're going to try to get you to post up. And I'm, I'm just I, always playing out in the there Filipino the leagues, <laughs> baby. You know, I know about being the big guy in the Filipino leagues, bro. You know what I mean, I went to the. Bro, I, I play. I play center here in Japan. Yes. <laughs> See, like that's the thing. Like that's the thing, right? So yeah, I definitely. I mean, I love the way the game has changed. I love Steph Curry. You know his innovation. To me, he's a testament to somebody who, absolutely embraced who he was and created something brand new in the game. I mean, I think that's part of what I love. If, you know, whether it is hip hop, we talk about anything in the arts. I mean, part of the work that I get to do from a mindset standpoint with people is about helping human beings figure out their unique contribution. What makes you unique? What makes you special? What makes you different? Because I think what takes away our power is when we are just trying to blend in you know, when we're just trying to be like anybody else. And I think if if we look at hip hop throughout the years, if we look at basketball, if we look at sneaker culture, the folks that changed the game were the ones who were willing to step out of whatever the norm was and create something totally brand new. Man, well, look at, look at remixing uh, the Jordan 1. Look at the Jordan 1 remix. And uh, you think in terms of like how, how Nike's evolving right now, they went back to what what made the money back in the day, brought it back, different variation. Virgil touched some of those shoes and then it changed again. Now we're at a point where, uh, you know, these kids are getting our culture, but they're getting remakes and they think it's cooler than what we had back then, even though our leather quality was better, the quality of our shoes right. was better than the quality of their shoes. So it's hilarious. And you sit there, you you look at uh, like a like a kid right now wearing a certain pair of shoes, or even look at look at look at the levens. The patent on 11s were so much better in the 90s than they are today. Like 96, when the bread, the bread patent on 11s dropped, I remember not being able to go on the bus to Chicago because they're trying to take my shoes. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had to hide our shoes back then. Now they wear their shoes well, freely and openly. Well, even now, right? Like you think about, there are so many pieces of the culture that mm-hmm. are like that, where it's like, okay, back in the day, you would actually have to stand in line to get a sneaker, you know, you would wait, you would need to be patient. Now it's like, you need a bot. You actually <laughs> need a bot to to cop a hype sneaker. You know what I mean? Like it's, everything is online. It's just a, a vastly different experience to to partake in any piece of the culture. I mean, I remember having, when it comes to my, my hip hop collection, all my CDs in a case, you know, like I had a couple of cases and I was like, yo, and then you know, kept it pristine. Didn't want to make, want to make sure it doesn't get scratched. And now like, it's like everything's on Spotify. I remember resisting Spotify so much because I was like, but what's going to happen to my CD collection? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't, I don't the want The case this. ain't even cracked, baby. My cases like, are all clean. About? I took so much time and put so much energy in creating this thing. And now, you know, it's vastly different. And so, yeah, so for some parts of the human experience, we are updating and we are upgrading. And some of those upgrades are awesome. And then there's certain things where you're like, man, I actually think what we had back then was way better, <laughs> you know? And how can we merge those you two worlds where we like, 
What's that? No. Well, actually, my brother, my brother does. Because my brother, it's funny, he's, so my brother's 18 years younger than me. And he is very much like, he he loves old films. He collects records, you know, CDs, you name it. Like, he'll record a movie on <laughs> VHS or something <laughs> like that. But, yeah, there's something about it where he just, like, anything that's old, because I think that's happening right now, too, is like, there's a lot of younger folks that are like, no, we're going to actually go back as far as possible and, and just kind of worship that era. Um, I don't know if Stranger Things played a role in that, but maybe. <laughs> it did. <laughs> I mean, you, you think about it with Stranger Things, it's like a gap between us and, and us and us, our time period to their time period. It, it showed them like what a mall was like. Think about it. We went to the, we went to the mall. Where you went to, yeah. you know, it was Brickyard for us, the North Riverside, or Harlem right. Urban, Hip. You, you know, you went to the mall to go get your shoes. What they do now is they wait for the plug. They wait for somebody yeah. to, to send a text message and say, I got a size eight. And I'm like, what? Can I get a 14? Yeah. Like, no, you can't get a 14. I'm like, what? But you got eights, nines, and tens. And you meet the guy somewhere, you pay the person for the shoe, which you, you sell them the money in the parking lot, and they give you the shoes and drive away. It's weird. I don't. I miss. I miss being able to go into retail and buy a pair of shoes. Yes, you can't do that no more. No, well, because even so, this morning there was a a drop for. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Armand Meunier. Um, I am. They, the they do quite a few. Yeah, yeah they do quite yeah. a few collaborations with Jordan Brand, and mm -hmm. so today they did a collaboration for uh, a Jordan Five, and it mm -hmm. dropped at eight a.m. And literally, the process is like so. They take down their website. And then 8 a.m. Pacific hits, the website goes back up. And then you got to do like, you got to solve a riddle. And then you got to draw a thing around a plane. And then, and then you click the <laughs> shoe that you want, right? You click the shoe and then it puts you in an online queue. And it says, mm -hmm. okay, you're waiting. You have a three minute wait. Now, here's the thing though you have a three minute wait, but in that wait, your shoe can get sold out. Right. So I'm like waiting. And then sure enough, right? It hits one minute wait and it says shoe sold out. And I'm like, so then what happens is you go to the resale market and that shoe is now double the price. It's like, man, this is this is nuts. This is nuts, no. man. This is crazy. Wait, is so you didn't have I a bot? Say? You didn't have a bot or a plug? No. Bro? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dad. I'm a dad. <laughs> you know? But I got no bots. And and that's the thing is well, what even with the Travis Scott. So there's a guy in my area over here where every Travis Scott drop, he hits like 10. And I just want to find him and whoop his ass. Because <laughs> I can't hit that one. I got, it, I, got I got a co-worker hitting 10 to 20. Now, we built, well, I, won't, I won't say on this show, but I heard of bots. But anyway, <laughs> I was yeah. like, uh, yeah, the, the T. Scott, I hit two or three times a year. But the thing about it, like, you know, you know, part of that culture is the fact that everybody wants it. It's like the it, you think about the saw tubes, right? So the saw right. tube. You know the born, you know the, the born smash, the borns out there by you. They, you know those ducks, the little top white and blue ones. They yeah. came out and they were going in like thirty seconds. Yeah. And now they're going at six hundred. And these are ducks. Ducks are like ninety to one hundred ten dollars. So you got this six six X on a pair of shoes. Yeah. So like nice. you know, yeah, I get stuck in that too. Like the Kobe's. Like you know, I get it the Kobe's. I can let the lot. Well, I want the Grinches. The the reverse Grinches are coming. I get those. I got the current. Yeah. I got the Grinches. I got the Bruce Lees. I got the um, I got the halos. I got a couple other what? pairs. Listen, we got to talk sneakers. Just one whole thing. I get my money back because I got fourteens. I'm selling fourteens. Yeah, 15s, that's the thing is back. you're right, and your size is way more rare. 
I'm like, no, you, you, what happens? NBA players go on my side. So I get, I meet a guy online and it's somebody, it's a rep or some chick trying to buy the shoes for her guy. Like, who's, she, yeah. who's your guy? Don't worry about it. I sold a pair one time and it was, um, it was PJ Tucker. So, you know, PJ Tucker, really? shoes. he buys shoes around that size. Yeah. He's the sneaker so, guy in the, in the NBA. Yeah, he buy he buys from everywhere though. I mean, you think in terms of like, yeah, one pair of shoes, man. You you hit like I got the Back to Futures. I have those. Yeah, so I'm sitting on those. Listen, I got I got those listen. on thirteen. <laughs> we got to another episode where we just talk about sneakers and hip hop. Yeah, I bring I bring my shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. But I gotta roll, y'all. I mean, yeah. I got I, really, I got to wrap it up I, to I myself. I love if we could just be here all day, but it turned into, you know, a little joint collaboration episode. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's going to no, kill me. My wife's going to kill me, but hey, no, it's all right. Hey, yeah, I got to roll myself. How often do I no. meet up with y'all and reunite? It's been it's been too long, so um thanks for inviting me on, Jay. Corn Dizzle, it's good to see you. Hey man. Um, yeah, same here, man. Yeah. Great to see you I doing mean, well, man. We want to go to Japan. So me and me and the family want to go to Japan. Uh, how how much longer are you gonna be there? I don't know, man. Hit me up. Hit me up. Maybe I'll still be here. We'll see. God willing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, so Johan, before back. you, it's yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say before you pop out. Thank you. Um, I'm trying to remember what was that one place that we were in in Bufu, wherever the hell it was when. Corny finally got some playing time and they were chanting his name in the stands, like college style. Do y'all remember that? Like, not TV dad, not TV dad. I don't I remember, remember that. Yeah, you Where remember that? that? Bro, I remember that. Because we were getting blown away and like, yeah. <laughs> and then Corny hit some threes or something. It's like, sending the Dale and Terry's. And then, yeah, they were cheering. They were cheering when he got some points. <laughs> it was wild. Um, But it was good to get. No, so, Novak, are you on IG? My IG, Mr. Kevon. Yeah. Here, let me let's connect on IG. Cool. Yeah, we'll send it. And Novak, we'll let you close it out, man. Oh uh, man, it's been it's been great, man. You guys got me thinking uh how many more show ideas deals you can bring out of shoes. You know, we didn't even talk about animation that was going on during that time period, man. The stuff we're watching on TV and oh man, you know, we inspired all these kids pretty much like, you know, He Man is back, Voltron is back strong. Straight up. Yes. Man. Dragon Ball got a new show for the first time in 30 years coming. <laughs> I'm like, wow. But yeah, yeah, just want to thank everybody for listening today. Check us out everywhere podcasts are at. Go listen to something dope. We're going to watch something dope today. All right, peace. Hey, wait. So what's your what's your IG? Uh, Mr. Kiva. Mr. Yeah, I'm on there. I got to put more stuff up there. I, I'm on Twitter a lot. Um, let me see. Oh, I got you. Yeah, you should probably see some of my shoes. I mean, I just picked up them, uh, the Bo Jackson's, the SC's, the Arbans. Yeah. I picked those up in the 14. And that, that was hard to get in the 14 because, you know, cross trainers, Nike cross trainers don't go that big. Yeah, I just gave you a follow. And then Cor uh, where did Corny go? Did he leave? Oh, they dropped. They dropped. Oh, they All right. Well, I got to go nah. too, bro. No, I put my shoes and stuff up there. We're collab on shoes. Yeah, I got I got a guy out in um, Pasadena that hooks me up. You know, he go he goes to some of the drops out there because you know we do a lot of um. It it depends. We do a lot of undefeated out there. Undefeated. I get yeah. a lot of undefeated Nikes from out there. Um, oh. Yeah, here 
hear if it's Adidas, if it's something like that, or even the Chicago stuff, let me know because we get a lot of that exclusive stuff, like the Chicago Air Force Ones and the Chicago Air Maxes. Have you seen those? Check yeah, out Saint, right. check out Saint Alfred. Oh yes, I mean I used to go there. I used to be because I'm I grew up in Humble Park, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm right by Humble Park. I'm a, I'm in Lindale, but I'm North, I'm I'm always in Humble Park buying shoes or buying vinyl off Milwaukee Avenue. I'm on Milwaukee Avenue a lot. Okay. I just gave right, you, cool. I sent you a, a message on IG, but yeah, let's stay connected and uh, it's good to meet you, bro. No, I got you. I just add you right there. All right, my brother. All I'll right, talk to you right, later. All right, peace. Peace. Like dove, like lowering, focusing hope, knowingly dope the dupe, looking at Cupid's hoop, stoop to notice, too acute for closeness. Is it true that notice? Always rushing, new spring, faint rosebud, blush wind. Applied mascara to eyes, a vibe, a little lip line, a low gloss. Tattoo something new, something used, something from Ross. Boss but not bossy, shine but not flossy. High value not costly, knows karate, little Pilates. More Lauren Hill, less Ashanti, nonverbal cues, man, you got me. What is the chance that within a glance, the story could be written, and then perhaps just attraction and that can't be hidden Thank you.